I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast that asks the question, are Sentinels bad or good? <laughs> they seem bad. They seem bad. 99.99% of them have seemed very bad. Uh, but this is going to be the issue that explores it. How are you doing, Gary? I'm doing pretty well. Just took a mouthful of Doritos. Okay. Yeah. Super cool. Uh, I took them. <laughs> so, I took a dose. Is this your first podcast uh, or second? <laughs> uh, this is my third, third podcast. My, did you say it was my first or second first podcast? Mm-hmm. Oh, because I because I Dorito faced myself. Yeah, absolutely. Right before talking, mm-hmm. amateur. I hour. needed the Doritos more than I needed uh, to sound like a professional. <laughs> <laughs> I was hungry. This is a waff. Dorito action. You don't have to be professor, professional yeah. on this one. Uh, no, no, no. That's the great. That's the beauty of Duckfeed is that all the professionalism goes into one show that makes us money, <laughs> and then all the other shows we do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. Austin Walker doesn't listen to this one. You can you can chew some food if you need to. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like I, uh, like, um, the uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, enjoying mm-hmm. these these series of comic books that we're doing this session. Uh, we're on Avengers Academy 32, uh, which mm-hmm. the last time we read Avengers Academy, we both kind of assumed that after all of the X kids left all of the Avengers kids, uh, there would be nothing left to really do in this issue. Uh, but instead we get some, we get kind of a cool, interesting issue. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm kind of here for this. I think this is good. Didn't the, like the, the two, next time it said like the cover for the next one of this was not this, it was like, like who killed Jocasta, I think. Mm-hmm. And there's a little tiny reference to that <laughs> in this, uh, but it was real false advertising because that made me think we were moving on to a murder mystery about Hank Pym's weird robot ugly girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, uh, but no. But no. Uh, instead, it's going to be about uh, Justin and his uh, pet sentinel. Um, and the mm-hmm. cover is... Uh, could be just almost be any Phoenix. Like this could be <laughs> the only the yeah. only the only difference between this person. Uh, it's not Cyclops. It's just the blonde hair. But like this is Emma yeah. Frost. But this could just be Jean Grey or Hope or Rachel or whatever. Like it looks exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, smashing some Sentinels. Yep. Uh, and this is gonna be our first uh, in this podcast. Our first like showing really of what the uh, the X Men have been doing with their powers. Yes. Um, and we're going to start off with, uh, Justin and his pet sentinel, um, mm-hmm. who is doing some repairs after the last fight and, uh, who shows up, but Laura, AKA X 23, um, who is there to kill the sentinel because sentinels are bad. Um, and there's this, this is going to kind of set the stage for this ongoing question throughout this issue of, uh, like, is it okay to kill the sentinel? Um, and the Sentinel doesn't help himself in this at, at all because, mm-hmm. like, as Laura is making the point, like, this, they're built to exterminate us, you know. It's you, and then just like, no, no, I reprogrammed him. Like, you know, the Sentinel's just going to jump up and say, "Destroy all mutants at every single opportunity it can." So, yeah, and that that's been the, you know the joke of the original Sentinel s- series, and they've done that a couple times here, but they kind of kind of examine it here where Laura's like, "Okay, you know, can I ask it a question?" And he's, you know, Sentinel, what's your prime directive? He says, you know, not a, will not abandon Justin, no matter what. And Justin's like, see? Uh, and she's like, no, no, continue listing all your directives. And, you know, protect Justin, protect all life, don't harm living beings, except for to protect things, defend myself, and apprehend and destroy all mutants. Yes. You know, he can't get rid of it. And Justin's like, I can't erase that. It's part of his base code. You know, what I did was I made things that would follow in priority of that to make him so he never gets down to that function line basically yes um i could i could totally format him and and get him to you know to not do that but it would erase his personality 
Uh, and she's like, yeah, you should do that. You know, it's, yeah. it's a big mutant killing weapon. <laughs> Just do that immediately. And he's like, no, no, but he's my friend. Um, and then, of course, she's responding like, it's not a friend. It's a machine, a machine that's programmed to kill. And he turns that right back. It's like, you were too. <laughs> like, that's where that's you're, you're exactly the yeah. same thing. And we're still accepting you. And this is what the school was made for was to t- was to give people a second chance. Like, who else fits that besides this, you know, machine only designed for ki- <laughs> machine organism yeah. only designed for killing. Killing mutants. Modicum. Modicum. Um, the uh, white tiger shows up. Uh, as I assume this, this character's name is. <laughs> I, I can't remember. That. I don't know this character very well. Uh, it's young. She's young, apparently. I don't know. I, I thought she was older, like an Avenger. But um, she shows up and she's like, hey, are you, are, you, uh, are you talking to Justin? Do you mind if I ask him out? Um, you know, they do some teen drama stuff about yes. this. And he's just like, yeah. Uh, it's mostly, you know, I, I talked to him about killing his sendal and she's like, well, yeah, to him, it's a pet though. Have you ever had a pet? And she tells this story about how in the torture facility she grew up in, they gave her a dog, made her get attached to it and then made her kill the dog. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. Yeah, Which horrible. is horrible. And the reason I laugh at that is because I feel like I've just, it's just been such a staple. Like it's horrible. It's, it's horrifying and nobody should have to go through it. And it's obviously going to like color Laura's decision throughout the rest of this issue. But also at the same, you just, I've seen it so much in media now that I have like no instant reaction to it. Like, I'm not like, Oh my God, Mm -hmm. that poor puppy. I'm just like, yeah, okay. I get it. I get it. Like this is how you establish people are black widows. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I love that. She goes to go talk to uh, uh, Hank Pym and he's just chilling in giant mode. Yeah. Absolutely. Do, do you think he does that when anyone comes and talks wouldn't, to him? Wouldn't you? Like just, I mean, yeah, dude. <laughs> if I have, if you're coming to my house, like my giant man house, I am in giant mood all of the time. I'm sorry. Like I, and the furniture is like that. For, like you need an elevator to get up to the couch. It sucks that you have to jump to open a door to hit that doorknob. It yeah. sucks for you. But for me, it's great. This is my natural form. This is my natural beauty. I'm hydrated. I'm giantated. Yeah. I'm vaccinated. <laughs> Feels good. <laughs> I'm ready to party. <laughs> I'm big and proud and I vote. Um the uh so you know they're they're talking about this uh, as well. Uh and he says, "Hey, I wanted to discuss the uh the X-Men situation." And we get these news reports about what the X-Men have been doing. Um and it's terraforming the world. Yep. Like they're spreading utopia to the entire world. Uh, mainly um, by outlawing war. So uh, the the, yep. the thing that's happening in the background is they're in Serbia, where they have um, established massive crop domes to feed the world. There's reports of them demolishing and annihilating all of anybody's weapons everywhere. So there's no, mm-hmm. basically just quelling violence and trying to bring peace to Earth. Yeah. You know, the melting all the Sentinels down. You know, Emma Frost, that's her her specific job. You know, and just uh, took them all down in minutes. It was super easy. Mm-hmm. Um, Hank Pym is saying, like, hey, if you want to go join them, you know, you can. Like, they're doing good stuff, and they're obviously the winning side now. I don't know what we're doing. Or <laughs> Phoenix is about. Yeah. I'm uh, in giant and, form because I am terrified. <laughs> yeah, I sleep this way now. It fucking sucks. They had to put an airplane tarp over me, <laughs> and it's not. It, either my, my, my chest is uncovered or my feet are uncovered. Either way. Uh, if you thought the wasp hated me before, boy, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's been doing these stretches, but they're not helping. They're not, it's not. It's not good, fam. It's not good. Yeah, um, that's why I programmed Jacosta with a walk-in vagina. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like humidor of a vagina. I can. Um, she says she's gonna stay. There's no place for her on, on Utopia because yeah. she's so damaged. 
uh, and this is where she runs into Hazmat, who is like, hey, you, you know all of these new, like, god phoenix people. Do you think they could fix me? Do you think they can make me normal? Uh, and before we can get any further down that line of thinking, uh, Stryker shows up and says, like, hey, the Sentinel's freaking out. Like, let's go look. Um, and sure yep. enough, the, the Sentinel is sounding an alarm that there's an Omega-level mutant threat. Um, and Justin is, of course, like trying to calm everything down. Giant Man shows up in giant form, which I don't think has ever calmed a situation down ever. <laughs> like the introduction of a 50-foot man. <laughs> well, he pins the Sentinel down. Yeah, that does help, I uh, guess. I love him just wrestling with it. <laughs> just like, because the Sentinel's grabbing everybody and is going to fly them away. Mm-hmm. Like all the students, because it's programmed to, to protect Justin's friends as well. Yes. Um, it turns out the reason why is Emma Frost has shown up in Phoenix form. And I like, this is the first time we've seen them where they're not just like robots. Like you can see that they're different, but a little bit of their personality comes through. Yeah. You know, I, I um, I was kind of expecting them to be, uh, completely otherworldly. Uh, mm-hmm. and, but I, I like the idea that the Phoenix haven't been split into five now can't doesn't wholly subsume the personality of the host right so like there's a lot of emma in this um like at the, at the very moment at the very first um frame she's like you know Ant man's like hello miss frost and she's like hey I'm, a, I'm i'm fire and life incarnate but you can still call me emma like just a little bit of that old yeah. school emma frost charm well and i love this for emma because of anyone who's going to kind of have fun with this you know, I, I can't wait to see what Namor does with it. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, Colossus <laughs> is going to angst. Cyclops is going to take it really seriously. Emma and Namor are going to have fun with it. Um, the uh, And this is uh, the Sentinels, like, designate Phoenix threat level highest, destroy all mutants, you know, uh, and tries to zap her. Um, and she's like, yeah, I'm here because this is the, the last Sentinel. Like, this, this guy's got to go. Uh, Justin doesn't like that though. It's, you know, it's his pet. Of course. And she makes a pretty good argument because she did show up and the Sentinel immediately did try to kill her. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it, it went yeah. straight to its programming. Like there's, there is an argument that like 13 year old shouldn't have pet tigers. Like no matter how much you're bonded yeah. with a tiger, like maybe you shouldn't have that. Like maybe you, that's not a good idea for it to be around people. Like that sucks for you and the tiger. I understand that. <laughs> but also yeah. it sucks less for everybody else around you. Well, and the Justin's making the same arguments everybody makes in that situation. Like, oh, he's just never seen anybody as powerful as you, you know, making excuses uh, for it. Like where it just it needed more training or more things like that. Um, Emma is surprised to find Laura here. And one thing that bums me out, like probably the, the only real bummer about this week's of comics to me. Is that the theme of this is basically the same as the theme of the next issue. Yeah. Like. Emma says, oh, you know, you you don't think you can join us because you're a monster or whatever, but that's not really true. You feel really damaged. And actually, I can fix that if you want. I can just zap your head and, and get rid of all that stuff. That's basically the climax of the next issue as well. And Christos Gage wrote both of them. You know, and I feel like that's a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. Um, we also learned that Wolverine is not returned to the fold. All the X-Men have come back, uh, but Wolverine is not. So I'm really curious to see what that guy's up to. Yes. In the uh, In the wake of this. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, uh, Emma offers to like fix everything. And then Laura is just like, eh, no, I've, I, people have been fucking with my mind for a long time. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want you touching me. Um, and Emma's like, okay, I won't, but like, I still got to kill the Sentinel. And at this point, like Laura is like, actually, I mean, it, it's not actually mutant hunting mutants. Like it's prime directive is just, you can't remove it from the thing. Uh, so she's st- kind of starting to take, you know, t- 
not take ownership, um, mm-hmm. take take up for the the Sentinel and like kind of protect it. Yeah, uh, they offer a compromise. Like, what if we don't kill it? We just erase its mind. And they're like, we're not going to do this. You know, uh, you you have uh, you're basically anthropomorphizing a toaster. Yeah, you know. Um, and, uh, the Sentinel then has done a countermeasure and actually manages to kind of affect mm-hmm. Phoenix Emma. And I like and this because the, like Hank Pym is on the mind clearing thing. He's like, let's just, you know, mm-hmm. let's just wipe its mind. And like the kids are kind of saying like, absolutely not. Like that's, that's against what we consider to be like morally responsible. And when Emma tries to like, I think she puts like a bubble around Justin. Uh, that's when the Sentinel like starts attacking her and actually like damages yeah. her, uh, which is f- scary. <laughs> yeah. Surprising. It's using all of its force. Mm-hmm. I love this little bit where Hank Pym is like, Hey, the Phoenix is here telling us to do this. We should take this compromise. They're saying no. And he's like, striker, just a machine. And striker says, Jocasta's just a machine. Now I know why she left. Uh, brutal, brutal, uh, absolutely brutal. Also, Jocasta has an AI. Uh, the Sentinel isn't, you know, Sentinels aren't AIs. They're not artificial intelligence. They just like, I think there's a probably a pretty good argument that Justin is anthropomorphizing the Sentinel. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, agreed. Um, and I like that Hank Pym doesn't like going angst about this. He's like, listen, say whatever you want, but I'm responsible for your safety. And this is a cosmic level threat. This thing can consume planets. I'm not going to let you get in its way, regardless of what it wants to do. Uh, you know, your kids don't be stupid. Meanwhile, Emma is just taking the Sentinel apart, like just literally like trying to uh, just disassemble the whole thing. And Justin, as he's trapped in giant man's giant hand, um, is just is begging, like, please stop, please stop. Don't do this. Uh, and then finishes with, I love him. And that kind of triggers Laura's memory of the the puppy situation from back in the day. And that's when she claws up, says no, and then literally like swipes at Emma um, which is a shock for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I think it, nobody expected uh, Laura to come up with swinging against Emma Frost, aka one fifth of the Phoenix. One of the things we haven't talked about in this issue is the art, um, which I think is pretty dodgy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- this picture where Iron Man or uh, uh, Hank Pym is holding Justin, and Justin's like, "Don't do this." I hate the way his face looks. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot of weird stretchy faces and weird cheek lines for no reason. And stuff like uh, if you look at this picture of Laura where she pops claws, if they just erased all the weird lines on the face, it would look like better art. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why the why this artist does that. Um, um, and like the uh, anything, anytime there's perspective, like the the group shot on the next page, um, mm-hmm. it just like anytime it has to, someone has to be smaller, it just they really lose all definition and it just doesn't look that great. <laughs> like it's yeah. just, and also I don't know some of these people. Like they've got like a lot of these people haven't talked. It's always something that really frustrates yep. me is when you have people in the frame that are just not doing anything. <laughs> yep. They've just been hanging out. Like it's not a war crime or anything, but it's pretty no, dodgy. No, no, no. This is certainly not yeah. even the worst thing we've, we've covered for the podcast. Like this is, I mean, no, this, no, this looks okay. It's just, you know, less good than a million Mr. Sinisters. Yeah. Um, the, uh, and this is what convince is Hank Pym, you know, to, to stand up. Uh, he's like, you know, what the hell, you know, if you want to get the Sentinel, you're going to have to go through us. And that's going to start our, uh, our crossover here. Our next storyline where Emma Frost obliterates this entire team in one <laughs> frame. 
Absolutely. And then we spend the rest of the thing with her vibing yeah. in the media room. The only the only thing the only way this is is if if Emma Frost gets bored. <laughs> right? Like yeah. someone's going to attack Cyclops and she's gonna be like, Okay, I'll be back in a little while as soon as I go take care of my my uh boyfriend. Like I gotta go take care of the yeah. BF and then I'll be right back. Um yeah. but this is good. I like the fact I like dealing with this this the idea of, you know, is this sentinel bad? Does it deserve to be annihilated? And like actually kind of leaving leaving that relatively ambiguous. Like is mm-hmm. is the fact that Justin loves it worth the worth saving it? Um and I think that's yeah. that's a really interesting question. They don't do a lot of exploration with that, but it's enough to to get me going into this whole idea of what are these Phoenix people doing and how are people reacting to them. So Yeah, it's cool. The uh, the cover for the next one is great with Emma creating a throne out of the the crumbled sentinel and looking at all the world like a villain. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh the idea of Emma, you know, who has uh tarried with being a villain so often with her the temptation of having this power being a lot for her, I think is cool. So pretty excited about it. The um good comic. I very rarely read the letters page, but I caught when I was looking at the mm-hmm. cover. Uh, right next to it is um, the editor saying, wow, Daniel, I'm sorry that you, you felt that way. And Daniel is just complaining about how Hercules was portrayed as kind of a party guy. Oh. And I just think that's really funny because that's one of the highlights of this <laughs> book so far has been Hercules. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> wuss. Weirdo. I'm going to give Daniel a uh, a copy of that. Uh, oh, it's very long. Yeah. Don't read it. Don't don't waste your time. Like I just, oh. I just very quickly oh, skimmed yeah. it. Yeah. I can't help it. It's right there. To characterize Herc in this in this fashion is degrading to his character. <laughs> yeah, hold, yeah, hold up. In the answer, Hercules has never been portrayed as someone who is a sexual predator. What? Who brought that up? But did we? Maybe we um, didn't read this book. I don't know. Oh, the the Daniel no, guy thinks that that's how they're portraying Hercules. He insists on strapping young lads wrestling naked, so they're calling him a pedophile. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I didn't... Uh, and they're just like, hey, he's not a pedophile. Like, that's how people used to do things in ancient Greece, um, the early Olympics. Wow. I, I yes, just saw yeah. the, like, Ooh. you know, I'm upset about Hercules. And yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the word gymnasium comes from the Greek, the place where you are naked. Uh, trust me, I speak Greek. <laughs> Exclamation point. The, uh, yeah. Huh. Well, okay. There's a little peek, a little peek into QAnon (laughs) 10 years early where it's going to be all about, uh, Saving the mole children, the moloid children. What a what uh, a way to end an episode! <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for yeah. listening. If uh, you like us, do not think that Hercules is being portrayed as a pedophile. You can go to Patreon.com/slash/TV and give us some money mm-hmm. that supports uh, not only this podcast but a whole network of podcasts on TuckFeed, um, including Watch Out for Fireballs, where Gary and Cole do really in-depth dives into all things uh, video games. Um, and just a bunch of other stuff too. So go check all of that out. Leave ratings, reviews, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dogs. We need more dog listeners. Our dog, our dog, our yeah. dog listenership has been low this year, Gary. We need to bring it back up next quarter. Play, increase the dogs. Play this for dogs. Play this for dogs. Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> what is the, yeah. what is the thing? Amazon. Alexa, play this for dogs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just played Pitbull in someone's living room. So congratulations. God damn it. Um, We'll be back next week with uh, X-Men Legacy. 